Before we start, we wish to acknowledge that this program is recorded on unsurrendered and unceded traditional Wollastaque land. Tin Can Chronicles contains strong language, i.e., the F word. Listener discretion is advised. Please enjoy the show. I have returned from my troubled and short-lived tenure as the captain of a 200,000-ton container ship in the Suez Canal, and have returned home to find that spring has finally come to the Maritimes. The snowdrifts have melted and revealed the first bloom of the season, all the dog turds that didn't get picked up over the winter. My own seasonal depression has eased, making room for my good old-fashioned regular depression. All that remains is my favorite ever sign of spring, the guy I saw once who was rolling down the Market Square boardwalk in a leather duster while pulling a dart out of his pack of John Player standards with his mouth. And while spring does mean sunshine, floral prints, and warm temperatures, in St. John it also means fog. Thanks to the chilly embrace of the Bay of Fundy, our town often begins the day with a ladleful of soupy fog rolling in. And when I say soupy, I mean it. Some fogs are like a light broth burnt off well before noon. Others are more opaque, like breathable chowder. And others still are like soup from an old, dented can probably filled with botulism. All of which is to say, fog is a factor in dear old St. John. It may not be ideal, but you learn to live with it. Some people even say it's good for your skin. Tolstoy... That's Leo Tolstoy, not to be confused with his great-great-grandson, TikTok rapper and entrepreneur Chet Tolstoy, once wrote that spring is the time of plans and projects, and I think this is true. But you do have to stumble through some fog to get there, be it fog-fog or mental fog. In both cases, the best course of action is to simply follow the lights, whatever they are. Friends, projects, works of art, or even, oh, I don't know, a beloved new local podcast hosted by two sexy fellows. Just make sure you don't step in any dog turds. This is Tin Can Chronicles. We brought a ringer in. Yes, um, yeah, we're, we're getting creamed in the ratings by the uh, Obama Bruce Springsteen podcast. <laughs> um, so we tried to get our own boss and... Uh, here she is. It's Abigail Smith. Hello. Yes. Thank you for, you're welcome that I'm here for saving. <laughs> no, now, like, now you're recording? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's, 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 let's throw it over to our guest. Uh, let's, she is, her Instagram bio says goon in residence, I want to say. The St. John goon in residence. Yeah. <laughs> She's the St. John goon in residence. <laughs> if you need a goon. Call uh, me. I'm the muscle. Yeah. Um, she is also a member of the Quality Block Party team. She has um, helped put together the Show Buddies program in St. John. And she's also written a great piece for the New Brunswick Media Co-op in between just all the stuff she does in her day-to-day life. Oh, thank you. It's Abigail Smith, folks. Hello. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Um, long-time listener, first-time guest. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, very excited to be in the pod, um, in this like literal recording pod. And, and literally at the bottom of the wind tunnel. <laughs> I was worried coming it's... here. But it's so like, this is such like a 
a rich place in me- in my memory me because too. this is well you lived here yeah yeah <laughs> but like when I walked over the hill and I could see the boat down at the potash uh, like like the boat pulled up the potash terminal I was like man I miss that I miss that kind of like like the kind of uh, because it's distant you don't really hear like the the the, the sounds are a little distant. So it's just kind of like this ghost present, that presence that's always drifting. You know, like you'll 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 Ooh. go out to have a smoke, and you look out, and you go, oh, "Whoa, there's a boat there!" You know, like it's yeah. A- this is my favorite. Like, like aside from like nature being beautiful in New Brunswick, like this whole area is my favorite. Um, visually, like all that nonsense, yeah, like yeah. all the industrial stuff, and, and it is also perfect today. Like it's so yeah. gross outside; yeah, it smells like fish. Like, it just makes my maritime heart sing. Uh, and also, there's just a cat that comes around. There's like a neighborhood cat that you might encounter. That's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Percy, we're really Percy. painting a scene with words right yes. now. <laughs> Percy we're kind of adopted painters. us. Like he just kind of like like made it pretty clear from the get go that he was eventually going to be moving in, and it was. Took him a couple months, but yeah, he's in. He has given this podcast his blessing. I should also state. <laughs> the first time I came here, uh, when I was leaving, he came up and uh, presented himself for some scratches on the tum tum. Uh, so I like to think that's, that's him a good getting omen. his, uh, yeah, his seal of approval. Yeah. Um, I I know I asked you this before, and I wanted to just what brought you here to St. John? Um, my um. Me coming to St. John was kind of um, a series of, like, accidents or, or really uh, spontaneous choices. Um, I moved here with my partner at the time, and I was kind of, like, in a – like, in my life, like, I was in kind of, like, a very early 20s, like, headspace where I didn't know what I wanted to do other than I knew I did not want to con- continue to be in universities. Um, so I made, like, a hard shift because I had a little bit of experience with the trades to go to trade school here. So I moved here in, like, 20 20- – 16, 2015. Oh my God, I'm so bad at time. Um, but anyway, I moved here around then to go to NBCC. And um, and then, and at the time, the only people I really knew here were like Sean Boyer and, and Neil and like, but I just got, uh, I only really planned on being here for about eight months. Right. Um, but you took I, welding, right? I took a machining, yeah. Machining. Okay, machining. What, what's the difference between machine? Like, what is machining? Oh, my God. Okay, so um, the best way to describe it, I didn't end up going into the trade, so um, this is, like, really going to be humiliating for me to explain if anyone Sorry. listening understands machining. But the best way to explain it is that, like, um, a machinist makes, like, the parts for a machine and industrial mechanic maintenances them. Um, and when they break, they go back to a machinist right. and they repair them. So right. you're working, like, in... You're working like in a, a shop. You're not like really out there. I got some good. I got some good advice to not become a welder because I'm uh, small. They were going to put me in the darkest, smallest spaces to do to do welding. Oh, no. Yeah, that it's was like, that something. Horrifying. That was something I was a John or old timer told me when I was when I first moved here. I actually worked at the Reversing Falls restaurant, and one of the <laughs> husbands of the ladies I worked with told me that, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, great news. Not only is there going to be a hot. White hot flame in front of your face, but you get to do so in like uh, a crawl space. Yeah, isn't that fun? Yeah, exactly. Like perfect for my um, for my neuroses. But I ended up, and also like the welding is very popular, and uh, so I ended up taking machining, and I was okay at it, um, solidly. Maybe not even really that good, and I wasn't really sure what to do next. Um, but by that time, I had met more of the music community in St. John. Uh, I had started going to shows, obviously, as soon as I got here. And actually, at one show, 
um, Cole came up to me and was like, I, I recognize you at, from other shows. Like, do you live here? What's, are you a musician? Like, he was super welcoming. It's very vivid in my mind. And very cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, I just kind of stayed and just like, uh, and, and, and then ultimately I, I, uh, saw a job listing at local FM. Right. And I applied for that job, which is definitely what that, and here we are. <laughs> well, of course. Um, I, and I, the, the, the other thing that we've all sort of shared in is a sort of um, uh, an affection in, with Campus Community Radio. And I know that I sometimes kind of like talk about how hard it is to access some of the music that we play. Uh, and when I say that, I really mean, you know, sort of the major sort of media corporations or nonprofit organizations. And if you like anything that you hear that we're playing... Uh, I guarantee you that you have a friend who has a show on your local campus yes, community radio yes. station. And the nature of it is so diverse, you're going to hear all sorts of music. But if you really, if you hear stuff that you like and you don't hear it anywhere else, go to your local campus community radio station here in St. John. We've got local 107.3. It's absolutely amazing. Neil does a show there. Abigail's done shows there quite a bit. I started out, like the reason I'm sitting here right now is because of CHSR in Fredericton. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I met, a, I met a guy over the jukebox that used to be in the cafeteria at UMB when I was there to buy weed. And we were, <laughs> we were discussing uh, playing 515 by The Who. And on the jukebox that was there, and he was like, oh, you should come check out the, uh, uh, the campus radio station. And that was literally the moment my first foray into university went absolutely down to total <laughs> shitter. Like, it was just like totally, 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 I majored in recreational drugs, <laughs> afternoon drinking, and radio. And uh, we all loved music. And uh, I did a show with this guy named David Oencia, and he was Mr. D, and I was Mr. T, and we played like funk, like this crazy obscure, like we played Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Mm. This is like '75 or '76 or something like that. Good God! And at that time, I thought I wanted to work in the music. You know, I I want to be a radio DJ, and very quickly realized that I had no desire to do that for a mm. living. But you know, just sort of followed my muse, and uh, and you know, followed music and bands and and uh, and stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, campus community radio is so critical and we don't talk about it enough and we don't talk about what they offer because it's outside of most people's, you know, like viewing. Well, that was really what struck me. Like when I got involved with the with local FM here, like I got involved as an employee because I had a contract position to um, be a women's programming coordinator. It was my first gig there. And I was really struck by actually how loyal the following to local FM here is because I had heard about the station even before I moved here um, because, like, I knew I, the only people I knew had shows and they really – they had, like, long-standing shows. Like, Doug Anderson had a show for, like, good God, like, who knows how Years. long. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, yeah, so I'd heard so much about Local FM. Like, people held it so dear in their hearts, which is actually kind of it's, – it's unique, I think, to Local FM because a lot of campus com- – Campus and community radio stations are are campus first, mm. and and local FM does both really well. Like there's a there's a huge community like love of that right. place, and that's and that is literally why I met like everyone I know in St. John now, and like kind of cut my teeth on organizing a little bit there, and uh, and and also the perfect way to just sit down and hear a bunch of super super local music really yeah. quickly because it was all in the local play box and and still is yeah 
Yeah, and it's yeah, it's all there, you know, all these CDRs and you know singles and EPs and stuff, things you might that might be a little bit more difficult to find if you know outside of the trough of major streaming services. They're all there. <laughs> They're all there, and you can go listen to them. So uh, be nice to your local ra- campus radio station. Give them lots of love and send them your stuff. Yes, yeah, like it'll yes. Get, it will well, get played. Yeah. All right, so we are going to start with a track from one A.J. Halado. Peter, tell me a little bit about A.J. Yeah, he's a young, uh, a young uh, hip-hop rapper and producer from the North End, uh, currently enrolled in St. John High School. Go Greyhounds! Yeah, go Greyhounds! And he's uh, been putting out uh, a lot of music over the la- you know, since the last couple of years. Uh, he's put his first single out when he was 15, and... Got wow. like seventy thousand plays on SoundCloud, which on doesn't matter whatever platform you're on is pretty impressive. Uh, and he's just released a new single and video. And if you want to like sort of see what some of the some of the best of St. John looks like uh, in the round he shot for this this track that we're playing, which he just dropped called My Phone. All right, let's check out My Phone by AJ Halado here on Tin Can Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. Kill yeah. 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 Answer my phone. I hit you back, baby. I can't answer my phone. Yeah. 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 Scoot your call along. Come be my baby girl. I can't do this alone. Yeah. Yeah. Answer my phone. I hit you back, baby. I can't answer my phone. Yeah. 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 Scoot your call along. Come be my baby girl. I can't do this alone. Another shot, to pull me one up. Feel like I'm swimming in your life. Take a sip of my cup. I think Shawty wanna ride. She feeling me up. I think Shawty wanna die. She slipping that stuff. Ooh, yeah. It's my phone. I hit you back, baby. I can't answer my phone. Yeah, yeah. Scoot your car along. Come be my baby girl. I can't do this alone. Yeah, yeah. It's my phone. I hit you back. Cause I let that shit on silent Let that shit on home And she keep texting, she keep dialing What you mean? I was in a scene We was in a movie She a fiend, I was chasing you Got paper in that loose You better move or I'm feeling strong Kiss you like a smoothie No like a smoothie yeah. I hit you outside Put your fam in the fan yeah. My bank account Just keep on banging and banging yeah. I'm famous now Remember them days I would name yeah. I'm feeling good I'm super amazing I'm elevated I'm super sedated I pour a cup Then I move like the Matrix I can off I would've been She cheap basic She got me sober Off on conversation
I spend, okay, during the really bad part of core, like first core, when we didn't know what was happening, oh, yeah. I would go down to the fucking tracks so much and just like drink and <laughs> smoke and chain smoke and just like look at the trains. Yes. And in hindsight, I think I was depressed. <laughs> I know. At the time I was like, I'm going to the tracks. And Sid would be like, oh my God, stop going to the tracks. See, I was going to say, that sounds fairly normal to me, but then I'm like, Oh, I'm depressed. Yeah, mentally yeah. ill. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why that. That's why that feels. The You're way like, that's does. lit. Let's go down to the tracks now. It's like, yeah. Uh, anyone want to just come stare off into space with me, and maybe your headphones are playing this mortal coil? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, maybe you're maybe you smoke half a pack of cigarettes. And... Yeah. Uh, so that was AJ Halado with my phone. Uh, you can go check him out on. Wherever you listen to really, music. Really, uh, he's actually, it's interesting, he's uh, pretty active on SoundCloud, okay. which, is, which is not one of the more, you know, not one of the more uh, obvious sort of platforms, but he's also on Spotify, like on, on, on the regular. SoundCloud sort of. just introduced like a much fairer artist compensation they're plan the f- recently. They really, they, they're stepping up. Yeah, they're the first. And, and I, I mean, I do know actually that there's some other, I mean, like the, the big bad one is also in negotiation. I mean, like this is like, I just know this stuff is kind of going on because I have friends who do this stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, Spotify is trying to get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to come up with an offer uh, to the CRTC to basically, you know, adjust how they uh, pay out streaming models as well. Because I believe it's now, and correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the last, uh, you know, updates I saw, it was like 0.00, maybe another zero three eight cents a okay. play or something. Okay, I'm going to say something that I that I swore I wasn't, that I wasn't going to. Go off. I wasn't going to swear. I, I swore I wasn't going to talk about this. But the reality is, that uh, uh, um, a play on a major radio station, mm-hmm. which is the holy grail, like mm-hmm. you know, like if you if you are say the tragically hip and you're getting spun on on you know all the major stations across the country, uh, the reason they make so much money is because their playlists are tiny, and um, and they are paid like every time it gets played there's like a fairly substantial chunk of money like say 175 or 200 or 250 dollars right but when you take that fee and you divide it by the number of years that are actually listening to a radio station say a major big major market radio station might have 250,000 years okay if you take the number of years that are listening to that play and you divide how much money that gets paid for that play it is one fifteen hundredth of what Spotify plays. Wow. So, and it's not... one fifteen hundredth. one fifteen hundredth, And it's not a statistic that radio is particularly stoked about anybody talking about very much. So, um, you know, there's a whole bunch, like you can go on about the, the role of streaming and what it does and what it doesn't do. But when people try to equate it, to a per, you know, it's like every time someone listens to this, I get only get paid three cents. And it's like, well, just so you know, if you're one of the 20 stations, of one, if you're one of the 20 artists that gets played all the time on commercial radio. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very actually, short list. It's a very short list. You're actually only, you know, you're receiving a, a, a fraction of what it would be if it was a stream. Anyways, I digress. And 
I wasn't going to digress about that, but it's a bit of a like I. I That's what I, podcasting is. It's just digression. Well, and 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 I I, I find that the 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 thing about sp- um, streaming pays poorly. There's no way around it. All media play pays poorly, uh, and railing against Spotify to me is tilting at windmills. And you're not addressing core issues as to why you may or may not be popular. You're saying, I'm not able to make a living from my Spotify streams. And it's like, why should you? Anyways, I have gone way, way, way off here and uh, wasn't on the agenda for today. But here we are. That's fine. Hey, it's an open, it's an open agenda here at uh, Tin Can Chronicles. Yeah. Had to think of the name of the podcast for a moment because <laughs> I was just getting – I was so enraptured by, uh, by the digression. So – so, Abby, you've been to Tin Can Beach before, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I've spent, I have spent some time. Uh, I've, I'm, I've done my Tin Can residencies. Uh, yeah. I, was I, the, I love Tin Can Beach. I, I, you know, shortly after moving here, I remember going down there and there was like, I think it was after one of the QBP uh, events. And we just basically, everybody just kind of drifted down there in like various states of shock and like, Corey and Casey were there and you were there and sit, you know, and I remember it just, it was so cool just like sitting around in our own little, our own little beach. Would you say, uh, shock, I'm imagining this is the, oh, good Lord, we just did a music festival for three (laughs) or four days. Uh, I don't know whether to sleep for 24 hours or stay up for 24 hours. That kind of mindset. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's an interesting, uh, I mean, uh, presenting festivals and, and, uh, and, you know, doing them is, uh, it's, uh. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty major investment, uh, you know, emotionally. emotionally. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it really is. Uh, we've been asking people, uh-huh. and uh, and uh, and so I just wanted to. Uh, what what are you reading right now? What am I reading? Yeah, we have a Tin Can Chronicles book club. Okay, I uh, I love this. Um, I currently am reading the instructions by Adam Levin. It is a thousand and thirty page. Oh. God. Whopper. It's amazing. The instructions for what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the instructions for um, uh, radical Judaism. Uh, it's uh, it's great. I would recommend it if oh, anyone neat. wants a big book. It's like actually not that difficult of a read. Um, it uh, takes place over four days, which is a really cool format. Oh. Yeah. A lot of, di- lot of digressions. <laughs> um, really great for the ADHD brain. Uh, and yeah, I've been reading a lot. I'm unemployed. So I've been, re- I've been reading uh, the amount I, in- I would like to be reading. I just finished uh, Detransition Baby, which was also really good by Tori Peters. Yes. I've, I've been reading a lot about that book and I think we're going to do like an exchange soon. Cause yeah. I just finished one. Uh, I finished, uh, no one is talking about this by Patricia Lockwood, which is, uh, a novel in two parts about having internet brain, uh. um, <laughs> Was it triggering? <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, there were parts of it, like it's kind of a pretty autobiographical story. I think uh, about somebody who gets famous uh, by saying silly things on the internet. Um, oh. If the phrase "stop, don't email my wife" makes sense to you, th- that you will uh, you will appreciate this book. I'm super excited to read it. Um, yeah, I, I it, it's a very quick read. I've, I I found I've been I've been doing a lot of quick reads lately cuz my brain just can't do the big thick ones like it used to or at least not right now. I'm 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 definitely suffering from covid brain with the with the reading. I actually just had to take back a bunch of books to the library that I just couldn't 
engaging. And, and so uh, this morning I picked up a Mary Oliver book of poetry because I nice. felt like I needed something like just sort of like really something very precise but but really beautiful. I just read Katie Vautour's uh, book of poetry, um, An Unorthodox Guide to Wildlife. Ooh. It's wonderful. Oh, I okay. really recommend it. Very, gonna, very I'm maritime. Gonna... Very. Um, I like a book of poetry that brings up St. John. Right. Um, and that book I super recommend. It's beautiful. That's interesting. The last time we, we did one of these little book club interviews with Sadie, we ended up talking about the uh, – the Twilight book that mentioned St. John. Oh my God, yes. I would actually- I would Midnight Sun. I would straight up read that. I also, I can't believe I haven't brought this up yet. Um, I I, <laughs> um, I walked by Loyal's Coin of Books and I saw in the- Greatest wind, store in the city. Greatest baby. store in the city. Yes. Shout out to Honey and Bear, the Honey two Bear. huge dogs that live there. Beautiful, I mean, I'm sure they live in a home, dogs. but they're often there. Um, so I walked by Loyal's Coin of Books and I saw in the window- um, a copy of a book about the Brooklyn, about the car oh, that used to be manufactured nice. in St. John. And then I went there the next day to grab it and I grabbed it right before someone else was coming in to buy it. And they were like, they were like clearly disappointed. And I, I said something so bitchy. I was like, would you like me to lend it to you sometime? Oh. Like, I, it was, I didn't mean to be such a bitch, but I was really excited, and I'm I'm really looking forward to reading it. It's not on Goodreads, obviously. No one knows this book has been published. <laughs> but can, there's we, some, can we put it on there? There's like, some good, like, really excellent pictures of, like, Malcolm Brooklyn with, like, really cool sunglasses and, like, silk shirts. Like, it's all very 70s. Everyone looks really sweaty. I'm, I'm really excited to read it. One, for, for those who may, may not be familiar with the Brooklyn, it was, like, a New Brunswick-made car with gull wings. Yeah. Uh, that was like the key design feature. It was it's something like Delor- more specific than gull wings. But yeah, they open up like a DeLorean, but I think the, the mechanism is like quite specific to the Brooklyn. And oh. they made like 2,000 of them and the car sales were really terrible and um, the plan was shut down. It was not bailed out by the government. I, I think what, oh, what, what one of the things that I I mean you it's difficult to to you know dollars like it's not the same dollar then as it is is now but but the amount of money that the province invested in um, in the Bricklin over its life was something about twenty five million dollars uh, that included building a factory uh, you know like an assembly line hiring all of these people and this is the same province that just gave 25 million dollars to a, a portable nuclear reactors which don't actually even exist yet yeah i like i have a i was just talking about this with ben peterson um and who's who i who knows much more about the brooklyn and about st john history than i do but like i think that the reason that that it got like kind of shunted into being like this frivolous thing that wasn't worthy of of wasn't didn't have any like value in the industry is because it was really fabulous like it wasn't like a it wasn't a functioning like family vehicle it was a sports car it was like yeah it was a gullwing like it was like a kind of like St. John Futurism and and St. John St. John and John Futurism <laughs> is a combination of words I really love. It's something I think about a lot. And like and and you know, this is an austerity province. So they're like, yeah, screw it. Let's let's waste our money on things that no one can see and that destroys the environment. We're not allowed to have any fun. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. Fun's no, no. canceled in New Brunswick. <laughs> yeah. Fun is canceled in New Brunswick <laughs> is our great new tourism slogan. <laughs> 
Uh, we're not Ontario, New Brunswick. You might as well, I, New Brunswick. <laughs> um, I will quote Stephanie Tierney. Um, she reworked the slogan for New Brunswick, which is uh, subsist here. <laughs> uh, uh, I think on that beautiful uh, note, yes. I think it's time to move to uh, to to a new song. We're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna meet with some locals. Locals covering locals. And they're covering locals. And uh, Neil and I are going to chat with Gavin and Jeff, and uh, uh, we'll be... Gavin, Gavin Downs, Jeff Smith. Right. They are going to be playing something. Yeah, we don't know what it is yet. We'll They're, let you know. We're, we're going to let you know. So what what was the tune? Like, like what's the what's the uh, in the locals covering locals sort of parlance that we're sort of putting this in? How did we get to that tune? Uh, so the song is called "A Promise." Uh, it's written by my friend Chris Guimond, um, who I was in bands with in like 2013 or so. I always wanted to be like when I was fir- in my first bands. I always wanted to be like in a punk band and 
first band syndrome, like you're thrown together with all like whomever else is interested in being in a band. So like I drummer and bass player were like showing me Primus and Rush and Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they're like very punk. Cool. Oh yeah, they were like this is cool music, and I was like, well, I think Sonic Youth is kind of cool, and like Black Flag, and they're like that's not music, and I was like too insecure to be like oh. I was like, yeah, well, guess not. You you know, because, you know, Rush is super cool. I've come around on Rush, and I've come around on Primus, not so much Red Hot Chili Peppers. But point being, I wanted to be in a punk band, and Chris, uh, when I started playing music with him, it was really the first punk band that I'd been in. And we recorded, and uh, we recorded, like, three Ps and a live record in the eight months that we were a band. Then he moved away and we recorded another album. Uh, but we've been friends. He's like one of my good friends who you kind of like reconnect with and it's you're right back to being friends. You know, you don't talk for months or whatever, but mm-hmm. we're pretty close. And I've always loved his songwriting a lot and his more sort of emo singer-songwriter stuff. Uh, simple songs. Um, but a lot of depth in that simplicity, like a lot of like nuance and to different ways of being sad, you know, you know, where, where's Chris now? So Chris moved to Montreal and then, uh, in I think like February of last year, he moved to London, England or October anyway. And then a pandemic hit. And wow. so he's been, you know, doing fine, I guess, in various ways, as we all have been, but uh, he lives in London, England now, and recorded an album, or an EP of three songs uh, with a guy named Vincent Ford from Montreal, who was in the bands Golden Python, Stevenson, and then also Golfer, who are all kind of like indie rock, math rock sort of stuff, so they were sending stuff remotely, and they just released this EP two weeks ago or something, and I was like, sweet. That's like cover super contemporary thing. That makes that's funny. I think it's cool. But also this song in particular, I've heard this is a super old song. Like Chris has sent me demos of it like two years ago or something and, and is about kind of a time in his life that I think is like summed up pretty well in these pretty vague lyrics and uh and you know, the the best thing that you can hope for songwriting is sort of to listen to it and be like, yeah, that's true or that's real or that connects to something. And this song totally does that. And I really wanted to play a song, not acoustic because it's been way too long. It doesn't beat around the bush. No, 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 no. But, uh, it's not like, Oh, I don't know. A grateful dead song. (laughs) I'm sorry, Jeff. I had to do it. It's okay. Uh, uh, Jeff here is a big deadhead, so uh, <laughs> we, we've been having a lot of dead chat uh, before we got on mic. Yes. It's not like the longest, like, how long has this conversion happened? I guess I've, like, known you a long time, so well, it feels recent. It, yeah. Honestly, the thing is, it's whenever my aunt died, I had to go to Toronto to clean out her condo, and the only CDs I brought with me for the drive up uh, was uh, Europe 72, Oh, that's the one. It's got like the cover's got like a, a big foot kind yeah, of walking across the, rainbow. the planet. Rainbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, oh, because like I like from the time I got into music, you know, from like I was like eleven, you know, I fell in love with music, and then from eleven to like 
my early 20s, I like refused. They were one of those bands I refused to listen to for like aesthetic reasons. Right. Which is uh, so childish. But anyway, hey, you got to live. You got to learn. And then, yeah, I just like, yeah. Was it one of those things? It was just you had that this the right moment with it and then it just connected. It was like, oh. Well, I was just, I, uh, especially with when bands are that big and they have like such an audience like they do that, I mean, sometimes your audience defines you mm-hmm. and that's what I was stuck on. Yeah. And, but then I was like, when you're just like, my eyes was like, I was asleep half the time actually like driving. Well, cause I didn't drive up to Toronto. So it's like, it's just me and the music. And I was like, they're insanely talented. Yeah. Well, it's also like, like a band that requires like kind of a time commitment yeah. to get that deep. <laughs> so like a, a 18 hour drive is kind of the right. Absolutely. Uh, well, that was great. That was awesome talking to uh, Gavin and Jeff, and that was uh, them doing a song called "A Promise." What? Yes, it was Gavin, 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 and Jeff. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, 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 yes, of course. I thought you meant like like he had knocked over some cans in a room <laughs> nearby or something. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, yeah, that was Gavin and Jeff, and uh, you'll be able to hear that uh, again on our YouTube channel real soon. Right. Oh, right. Oh, uh, we should probably thank a few people. Yeah, want to want to want to dole out some thanks. Uh, well, definitely uh, the Canada Council. Uh, Canada Council for the Arts. We we acknowledge the support of the Canada Council <laughs> for the Arts, as well as the government of New Brunswick and Music Music NB. And I also um, uh, Weaver Crawford Creative, who um, uh, have really sort of helped out with our sort of design and yes, put up a website for us. They actually came on board as sponsors they're like an, we have an actual sponsor we have a sponsor um and it feels so good weaver crawford thank you for this um i've never had a sponsor before so this is a big moment for me knowing that you were the first thank you and and i would just say that if you do happen to go to the website which is beautiful tincanchronicles.ca .ca of course .ca i was trying to build up to it dramatically <laughs> oh, sorry I, sorry <laughs> And uh, there is actually a, a, a place where you could donate to this here podcast if you wanted to perhaps help us keep doing said podcast. That's right. But anyways. And you can also uh, sign up for our newsletter. Right. Um, which will have news in it. Um, <laughs> and is that and, the- other, and other goodies. Uh, I think that's it for, for our... Uh, that's our... That's your ad read? That's our yeah. ad read. Um, stamps. No, wait. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> That's every other podcast. I'm sorry. We really do need to get like one of the, one of the canonical. You need like podcasts. a mattress. Yes, we need a mattress. We need a Some sex kind of toy a, or sexual health company. Yeah, a men's sexual health pill. Yes, um, some sort of uh, pubic hair groomer or uh, stamps. Stamps. Yeah. Yeah. Those. I think All those are the big categories. All equally sexy. Things. Oh, I uh, <laughs> stamps sort of, for sure. Sort of encompassing all of that. I, I I was actually considering reaching out to Maritime Madness, the 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 hot the hot sauce company. Whoa, 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 oh. whoa, whoa! But Tell do me you about just, this. You just want the hot sauce, right? Their hot sauce is amazing. Oh, it's incredible. This like, is us courting them right now. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. we are. We, yes, that, yes, I've been. I actually, I don't know if you've noticed, but I was house sitting for you, Peter. Um, I stole your. You did. You. <laughs> yeah. You did. You, I, wait, what? You, what you steal? She, they they do a mustard, 
hot sauce that mustard is pickle, mustard pickle hot sauce, which Whoa. is literally to fucking die for. And when Abigail was looking after my apartment while I was away, I came home and I was not surprised to find that. There were some things in my house. That the prosecco were, was gone. The prosecco was the beer gone. Was gone. The beer, no, you left me one beer. You left me one <laughs> beer, which How I nice thought, of me. which was, was which I was left really, the port too. You left the you port, left the which, port. Which, which we established. Although I don't love port, I don't like port. <laughs> although, in fairness, they, we did eventually kill that port. We did drink the port eventually. We did drink the port. But eventually. I, I, pro- I will bring you back your mustard pickle hot sauce. <laughs> but. I did notice, like, a couple of days ago, I was like, man, I was sure I had a jar. And I was I'm like, like gaslighting you, like, making you think you're crazy. I was, yeah. I was like, <laughs> did Abigail? And it was like, anyway, so the answer is yes, Abigail ate the uh, Maritime Madness um, mustard pickle. Wow, well, this truly I- is some Maritime Madness. <laughs> yeah, this is the exact kind of ad copy you can expect. Use maritime Madness, code. please. <laughs> Abby ate my damn mustard pickle hot sauce. I'll bring it back. I just like, I was planning on cooking, a, I was having like a really good like maritime or dinner. I was having like potatoes and pork chops. Oh, so I was like, uh, this is coming home with me. But yeah. I only had, I only used it the one, so I'll bring it back. Did you combine the Prosecco and the mustard hot sauce for some sort of uh, cocktail? <laughs> no. no. I must say that... That, that would be disgusting. There, there, there was actually some quality social media stuff going on there. I have to say I was enjoying it. I always it. love a I chance was... to take a picture with a Juno. <laughs> the closest I'll ever get. Can I ask, what is your Juno for? Uh, Julie Doiron and the Wooden Stars. Wow. Uh, which I would like to note, I'm very proud to have. It's um, it's in the bathroom. Um, and I loved how <laughs> Abigail, what did you say? Like, a Mer- I, like I was a real, it was really Meryl Streep about. Mer- the, yeah, that, Meryl Streep keeps her Streep. Oscars in the bathroom, famously. Um, and, That's so uh, cool. You know, it was, it was cool for us to get that. It was neat. Uh, they spelt Julie's name wrong. Uh, so if you are in my bathroom at any point and you look at the, Juno, you'll go, that's so cool. They spelled her name wrong. They accidentally <laughs> wrote her name out, The Trues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Where do we go? I'm still thinking about uh, possible mustard pickle hot sauce drinks. But, um, well, one thing maybe we could talk about is, um, uh, in addition to many of the things she does, uh, Abby has also been in print recently. Yeah, I've been in electronic print. Electronic print, I should say. Um, but the real deal, no fooling. Uh, Abby's been doing some writing for the New Brunswick Media Co-op. Yeah, is that correct. That's right. I wrote my first article for them recently. I've been ha- I have more time on my hands because I'm um, fun employed, and <laughs> I I got to cover the um, NB Tenancy Coalition's request for the government to, um, among other, among other things put a um, moratorium on rent increases for the duration of the pandemic and um, and retroactively uh, pay people uh, for their rent increases. Yes, and uh, how has the government's response been? Bad. To- it's been bad. Um, <laughs> there's been some temporary um, temporary stoppage of, of rent increases, but it's like it's obviously really timely because um, St. John just saw a lot of like property management companies either fold or, and then subsequently other companies snap up those properties. So like, I think it's really front of mind right now. I know that I know a ton of people, you included, who, yeah. uh, whose apartment suddenly changed hands and the landlord that you signed up for is no longer the landlord that you have. So, um, I'm in a really, I, I, I've been feeling maybe it's just like a bit of guilt because I'm in like a really uniquely lucky situation in St. John. Like I like my landlord, my rent's reasonable, but it shouldn't be that rare. Like 
You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah, it's one of those. It, it's a situation that's like, it's going to get a hell of a lot worse for people if action is not taken. Yeah. Because if there's no control or stoppages on rent, then I don't know. People like capitalism is going to do what it does and uh, force people out of that market. And, yeah. and, and New Brunswick is the only province that doesn't have some rent control, I believe. Um, we, I think that we're unique in like how um, in our vacancy rates currently because they're they're quite low, and that creates like obviously a really uh, dangerous situation for um, if you if you do find yourself having to suddenly move um, and like organizations like housing alternatives or people that try to put people in homes are like, you know, they're, they're backed up, they're doing their best. And, uh, it's, uh, it's just a tough situation to be in. So what we're seeing now is when property management companies, um, buy buildings and, um, do something that people call rent evictions, which is basically renovating an apartment, um, and pricing the people that live there out of the apartment. That's not technically counted as an eviction because it's the person's choice. I say that in quotes to move. Um, so that's not included in the data for evictions, which is interesting to me. Um, and, and also, um, when you see these new builds, like the Gothic arches got torn down and is being replaced with a, a, an apartment complex, um, uh, Owners of existing apartments will raise their rents to compete with the price of these new builds. So when you see a build going up that's not explicitly for low-income housing or for multi-income housing, like then you can pretty much guarantee that everything around it will will go up to to match it. And I think this speaks to like like this is one of the things that we talked about. You know, like that we're talking about St. John, but this happens. This is happening in jurisdictions around the world, right? Where where uh, places that are artistic sub hubs and creative hubs uh, draw people towards them and then in the process of drawing people in they drive out the the, the thing that precisely um, you know uh, attracted people here in the first place and I think I would say that you know for our perspective locally one of the things that we certainly try to represent through the quality block party is 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 kind of a defense of these uh, spaces that are, are um, you know, like some public access spaces and just sort of trying to, to you know, line and, you know, trying to defend some of these places where you can go in and be creative still. Uh, and they do still exist uptown, but it's but it's a challenge. It's just tough because there's, there's not enough, like, support for arts organizations. Like, so this thing that happens in a lot of sectors in St. John, to me, is that, or that what I my reading of it is that there's always there's like these superstars that are doing a ton of work, like the people that work at the Coverdale Women's Shelter, um, Santos. Like there are individuals that hold up a huge, a huge burden, um, and they do great work, and we are so grateful for them. But that's not sustainable because you uh, one person is just one person, and eventually yeah. something's going to happen, and they're not going to be able to do it anymore because there's no like infrastructural support. Yeah. So if we don't have p- people like the, the folks that own the, the pub down under and Callie's mm-hmm. who are super committed to having local music in the city and will go to bat for local music as well. Like I'm so grateful for those people and they shouldn't be alone and they yeah. shouldn't have to fight so hard for us. Yes. Yeah. And they do. And they do. Uh, so coming up next, we've got a track uh, by a St. John artist named Stella Leona. Um, they work with uh, uh, this, this cool 
artist music collective called the Moon Drip Collective, uh, releasing a bunch of music as Artist Fur, uh, Fish Sticks, and, uh, and, and Stella Leona's project. Uh, and this is from a brand new EP that's coming out April 1st, and this is an exclusive... Exclusive! ...to the Tin Can Chronicles. Uh, full Scap, the EP, comes out uh, on April the 1st, and this is the song Alien Inches. Let's, let's do it. Take me like vitamin D when the sun won't come around 
right. that was Stella Leona, and the track is called Alien Inches. Yes, and uh, you can, uh, Stella Leona's new record drops on April 1st, No Foolin', so you can listen to that song and many, many more at Stella Leona's Bandcamp, which we will link. And there, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about the Moon, Moon Drip Collective before. That, I mean, it's it's cool because... You know, generally speaking, I would say that we try to be connected, and yet we're still surprised by by these little scenes and these little communities that are are are, are making art and making music in our spaces. Um, you know, they've got a cool thing, Artist Fur, and uh, we're fans of a band called Fish Sticks. I don't know if you're familiar with ah uh, Fish Sticks. Yes, uh, I mean I have very insane, vague memories of a show of theirs at the at the Tool Library. Mm. Uh, you know, really remarkable stuff. Um, anyways, there. Fish Sticks is a pop star. Uh, yeah, they performed at uh, uh, the local 107 awards. The last one of those that oh, happened. Oh right. Oh right. Oh memories. Really yeah. excellent. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, do follow those guys up. The Moon Drip Collective. They are, are on multiple platforms. Mm. Moon Drip Collective, get you some. Uh, <laughs> so we are here, uh, as you heard from the chuckling in the background, we are still here with Abigail Smith uh, being our third mic. Being the third wheel. <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming, <laughs> Abigail. Like that, oh, this is, is awesome. It's really, it's really Thank awesome. You. It's fun to, fun to hang out. It's nice to riff. <laughs> and we were talking, and it's like, you know, like we would have traditionally, you know, be getting together, all of us collectively, you know, for all sorts of different projects. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we were just saying how nice it is to actually be in a space together, socially distanced, uh, to talk about stuff. It's it's something that we're all missing so freaking much. Yeah, but it's a, like like you were saying with the Moon Trip Collective, like there's so much good work that people are doing right now. I don't blame anyone for taking a knee and not being very productive <laughs> during this time. Like, oh God, I think yeah. it's, I think that was kind of like the, the weird, maybe like the capitalist propaganda was like, oh, this should be a time where you should be really productive and like get all that stuff done. That well, you Shakespeare wrote King Lear during a, a, a pandemic. Yeah, and it's like, well, I I haven't read King Lear and I I don't want to, <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> I'm uncultured swine, but yeah, I mean, if I had to ask Shakespeare, he'd probably be like, well, you know, I'm pretty happy about Lear, but I would have rather not been living in a pandemic. That yeah. probably would have been great. I think that it's whatever whatever time people had to take during this to to do to just survive was like really important and uh kudos to anyone that made anything and and people that are just sitting back and plotting for future stuff like i thought i was definitely really nervous like i thought there was absolutely no world i could there's no place for me in a world without socializing yeah. and yeah. events oh, <laughs> um but that's not true like i've learned i've learned a lot during this time like i'm 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 infinitely grateful for the people that I can be connected with and and also this community is still like really supportive like everyone's really supportive of quality block party still and and that is that I'm super grateful for is that it's not contingent on production that people the, I think the community is trying to still support each other which is really nice. Yeah, and, and I think there is a there is a sense of uh, a consciousness of of it actually being a community mm. uh, which is great like it's yeah for sure. I think having it, uh, you know, threatened in so many ways just by the outside world being what it is has really sort of put things in perspective for a lot of people. And, 
you know, it, community is a precious thing. And when you can't take part in it, you really, really, really start to miss it. Yeah, not for nothing. Like, genres are so used to things sucking so bad. Like, I don't I don't know that – maybe this is, this is painting with a broad brush, but, like, I think that we were in a, a, a good position to rally. Like, I think we're pretty used to being scrappy anyway. So I, that's – maybe that's a spin, but that's what I'm hoping people feel. Like, this is another thing to – to just a, a, another opportunity to like tell the people that you care about that you care about them and like and uh, and support the businesses that you want to see succeed and, and support the artists that you want to feel supported. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that, that seems like a good time. Hey, Abby, this is from uh, Tin Can Chronicles. Oh, is this, uh, am I doing an unboxing? Yeah, you're doing an unboxing. <laughs> am I doing it live on air? <laughs> oh, thank you. A special gift for me. Oh, my gosh. A gift card to visitors. Thank you so much, Tin Gang Chronicles. Is this a bribe? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of it as such. Oh, I, <laughs> well, <right>. I did. <laughs> I... You got to tell people the podcast is good. <laughs> it's worth listening to. They're going to break my legs. <laughs> I super appreciate it. Well, yeah, you know, all listeners, like, go support uh, Tin Can Chronicles on Patreon if you have money to burn for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a Patreon yet, but I would just like to say go support visitors. They're great. Um, visitors is responsible. Visitors is personally responsible for anyone looking, anyone's glow up in St. John yep. over the course of their existence is like is definitely from visitors. Oh, oh, I'm raising my hand here. Yeah, uh, I uh, yeah, I glowed up uh, something fierce from them. There's a great profile picture of me in a in a puffy jacket <laughs> and jean shorts, just looking like oh, uh, jorts, living your best life. Well, I wouldn't say jorts. Uh, jort is more like. It would be one of these if I cut them off here. These are just like, they're just shorts, but they're denim. <laughs> okay, so you make the distinction between a jort and a denim short. Is A jort is if you have altered pants. Well, I wouldn't say they're altered pants necessarily. They're <laughs> just bigger. They're oh. just bigger. Like, uh, have you ever seen a picture of uh, Kevin Smith? Yes. He's usually wearing jorts. He's That's what I take as my, like... Large, uh, formless... Yeah, sort of like kind jean. of down below the knees, like just kind of like 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 a Jinko. Okay, short. so when I turn like my jeans into like booty shorts, those aren't jorts. No, I, okay. I don't think a jort like a booty short is not a jort. <laughs> I think I think it all co- it comes down to like so you know you have your booty short, you have your regular short, which is like above the knee. Now jorts we're talking I think like the, below. The I think knee. we truly need the the owners of visitors to weigh in on this because yeah, I don't think uh, I don't uh, think that, uh, I think we're talking Casey, over our ass. Emily, <laughs> if you. We would love to have a jorts professional. <laughs> we have another local uh, covering locals. How about that for a segue? That, that was gorgeous. That's that's why you get Neil Bonner behind the mic. This is, this is the why best I... segueer in the biz. <laughs> we have a live session coming to you. Uh, you heard one of their recorded songs on our last episode, but we have Dumpster Cub. Andy, Helen, and Dil Wong in the studio. Let's go to them.
How do you go from from that to making music together as Dumpster Cup? That yeah, that so was a long it was a long process. process. Yeah. Um, we both at that point in our lives, um, I feel like we've come a long way together. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point in time, we didn't really have a, like a circle of friends we had, and yeah. we were also both kind of just coming into our queerness, like our own queerness, and starting to explore that. Mm-hmm. And um, we had both been invited to this party, um, and we're very very nervous and very terrified and i both i didn't know anyone yeah we had both sat in our cars separately for quite a long time before actually going into the party and like like giving ourselves a pep talk like like, would get out and then almost go and then like go back to my car and be like oh i gotta go home and then like anyway i finally went in and sat in a corner and And i I did the same thing yeah Yeah. (laughs) and we started talking and i think actually what happened was um i was talking about the um singer aurora um, what's it, Aurora? Yes, yep. we were talking about Aurora, um, who I was really, really into at the time. And Dell had actually not heard of Aurora at this point, but I had, I was so excited talking about how we were going to see Aurora play. And Dell got really excited about my excitement. And I was like, you should just come. You should come. And, and we'll go on this road trip together to Boston yeah. and uh, see Aurora. And they did. They bought a ticket and we drove there together. I and didn't know any of you guys really. We a didn't, bit, but yeah, not much. we didn't really. Anyway, so we kind of bonded over that and realized we shared a lot of similar artists and music that we loved um and then uh, a few drunken nights at this point <laughs> i would not sing in public no. at any point in time and uh, a couple drunken times uh dill was able to get me to sing some some stuff with but, them and it would only be at the end of the night when no one else was around four o'clock in the morning wasted and like on our way home walking like any other time down she'd the be street. like no nope, not doing <laughs> yeah <that."> and then <laughs> finally in the sober light of day we eventually started to sing together yeah for fun for fun and then our first show, I kind of just forced Andy to do it because someone had asked Womb to Tomb to play a show and Jazz wasn't here and so we couldn't do it. But I was like, but I mean, I have this other friend who sings with me. We could play the show. I and did they not were consent like, yep. to this. No. <laughs> and I was like, Andy, we're playing a show. Get ready. Yep. And then that was it. And we've gone through a lot of ups and downs since that first show. Um, and I feel like, you know, at the start, we just played folk music and that's all that we knew and that's all we, that we liked. But we both had like an incredible love for the the band Sylvanesso, who undoubtedly is my my favorite music. Yeah. Um, and so we we finally were like, you know what? We can do this. We we can we can transition from acoustic folk to synth electronica and we can still carry on some of those like folk characteristics that we love and that we kind of excel at and transcribe it into mm-hmm. synth music um which took us i think we've done uh, we, we've, we're getting there yeah, yeah we're getting there and well, it took, we, it's taken a long a long time of like trials and errors and trying to find our sound and stuff like that well we played white moth on on, on the first episode mm. and that was yeah. i would say that's part of your exercise in in you know releasing that e- ep yes that's definitely yeah. not a folk ep that is definitely uh uh, you know, like like you're definitely working through. I don't even know what we I, call yeah, it. Like people yes. ask what kind of music we play, and I'm like, it's like drone, good, drone, good drone, music. Like I call, heavy. I still call it synth folk, but there's a bit of like the synth folk. Yeah, we often call it synth folk, a little maybe. trance I don't drone know. music. <laughs> <laughs> probably part of finding our sound is we should probably label it, but um, eh. Eh, whatever. Eh. So um, on White Moth, did did Den Mother play with you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Can can I express to you? 
how sad I am that Sab is leaving. Yeah, uh, we got a message. I don't know if you'd actually read the no? message. Okay, is yeah. it on our dumpster cup? Yes. Sorry, I haven't We're really read terrible it yet. at checking oh, accounts. No, that's okay. This is a live uh, taping of Dill finding out that Dead Mother's leaving. No. <laughs> um, no. So yeah, um, we did get a message. Um, probably should have told you that uh and yeah we're we're pretty devastated because honestly it's like even though we we really spent very little time with sab and and didn't get a whole lot of opportunity to do a lot of projects it was really like an instant click oh man so natural and it's such a special thing and and you don't get that all the time um especially when i think we as a duo are sometimes very intimidated by other musicians and Mm -hmm. i feel like um, we've also heard from Sab that sometimes she feels the same way and yeah. sort of come together and like feel this like instant relief of like, oh, this makes sense. Like yeah. this isn't intimidating. This is fun. This is, it's just, it's really special. Well, I think well, our the- sounds went together so well, but also our, I was surprised with how our personalities, not just as people, but as musicians, I guess, and like our approach to it was so similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Unfortunately, in some ways. <laughs> um, yeah, Sab was a, treat to have here and we, mm. we were actually ta- we were actually talking about dumps- d- dumpster mother mm-hmm. and uh and uh yeah i mean just so you know sab and i have agreed to make sure that we try to do something to do a dumpster mother thing somehow somewhere some, some, sometime soon love, because love, love that. like you said it, it was too yeah it was like a clearly a natural fit and like the performances that the that the when the three of you did i got to see a couple of them and it's like it was that was Pretty so fucking special. magic. It yeah. was really, it, it, it was, felt it was like pretty magic. Neat. So, yeah. uh, I, I loved your performance at uh, at the at the Julie show, the the QBP show that happened before. Yes. Red. I don't even. Oh yeah, fucking the remember what the colors are. That feels yeah. like an eternity ago. Like oh. yeah, it's almost really. like sometimes it floats into my memory, and I'm like, what did that happen? Or <laughs> yeah. am I making that up? Yeah. Or, or was it just the yeah, just <laughs> November was just this <laughs> just fever dream? Yeah, I, maybe it was a. I remember after that show walking out into the lobby and someone hugging me. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. I they hugged me. What? Some, like, I know. <laughs> I know. Someone touched me the and nerve. they hugged. We hugged and, and, and we weren't like, because What's it that was like? like we had been in <laughs> yellow for so long at that point. Like, it was, it was right before everything went. Like, it was like almost everything shitter? seemed yeah. almost normal again <laughs> for like a hot second. And it for was like right around then. Second. And then yeah. it just went. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to ask. Why did you go with uh, why Jamie Como and the Crooked Teeth Fortune? Why did you pick uh, pick that song? When we sat down and listened to Fortune, um, it was the first song we kind of listened to where it was like, I feel like we could do this song, and and give it our spin to it. Like it, it had enough differences that it would be like a good cover, but, but enough similarities. Like it lent itself very well to our style, yes. like lyrically mm-hmm. and melodically and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it felt like the natural choice. We both like instantly agreed. Like yes, this feels it was just right. Just a dang catchy song. Too. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> and it's a catchy song. Yeah. And uh, and you you've met Jamie uh, Como before. Yes, uh, Jamie Como and I go way back to <laughs> elementary school. This is my plug for Jamie Como. Um, yeah, no, uh, we go way back. Literally ten years old. Old, and I think he, we were probably like best friends at that point. Yeah. Um, and 
yeah, that so we go way back to then. So it feels special to see how far he's come to. Yeah. And like, obviously, we went through a very long period of, t- of our lives where we didn't know each other. Um, and just to kind of circle back and be like, oh, here we both are in the music scene now. Yeah. And you're killing it. And you've got this whole thing going on for you. It feels, you know, it's, it feels good and special to get to cover one of his songs, too. So you just heard Dumpster Cub, uh, and we are fast approaching the end of our program here today. How how are you folks feeling about it? About the program? Program, yeah. <laughs> I should mention for, for listeners, I am 78 years old. <laughs> you, you pronounce it harassment. I actually... <laughs> I think I just, I think I stole that from Homestar Runner. I think Strong Bad once pronounced it program. Anyway, I'm a total wad. But what do you think of the show? I'm loving it. The, the vibes are good. I, I did a quick vibe check while we were listening to Dumpster Cub, and they're good. Oh yeah, the vibe checks are off the charts. We have a a, a vibe meter that the we've vibe run over barometer. The it's yeah, like, it's it's a Geiger counter that we wrote vibes on. Um, <laughs> and because of the actual area of contamination that we are actually yeah, the in right building's now, shaking. The, the vibe counter is going off the chart. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I've, 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 I've been, uh, I've been really loving this. Uh, I have to confess, I've been a bit, uh, been a bit exhausted recently after the whole time change thing. Not oh. to place our recording on a specific date or anything, but my. <laughs> God, but is it beating my ass. Time do be happening. <laughs> <laughs> Too much, I would say. <laughs> boy, oh boy. You just get comfortable and then, holy shit, it's two weeks later and what is my life? Uh, so this has been a nice change of pace is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm surprised. I don't, I really do not understand how that one hour can be such a train wreck in, into a life. Like, it's just one hour. Oh, the, a daily saving time? Yeah, it's yeah. just one hour. I shouldn't miss that, but oh my God. Are you, are, are, so you much. An, are you an early riser, yes. Peter? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I wish I were. Right. Well, you go to bed at like eight. Unless <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're hanging unless out we're and hanging then out, I yeah. go to bed at three <laughs> and I'm, oh, what? Shit can. <laughs> <laughs> That's just for our fun hangouts, not our professional meetings. Right. For our professional <laughs> meetings, you go to bed at 3 a.m. angry at me. (laughs) I find uh, I'm a bit of a night possum. Uh, (laughs) Stay up till one eating garbage. What do you want? Uh, I do. I I do have a bit of bit of trouble getting to sleep sometimes. So this is just. I've been. I've been. There's a big red button labeled melatonin, and I've been hitting it. Oh really? Yeah, I've been on the melatonin train. Is it is it working? Is it helping? It works for me, but I have like an aggravating ability to like go to sleep anyway. So that's like. um, It's like this is not an endorsement of melatonin, but. Yeah, we don't unless you. Big Melatonin wants to send us a little bit of money, become a sponsor. Big Melatonin. Yeah. Come on, give us, give us, give us that Melatonin money. Come on. I've actually like become like, I am the worst person right now during the pandemic because I like, I changed a lot of my habits. Like I became like much healthier and like, I'm not drinking this month. I started exercising and and, like I'm eating well. It's really quite irritating. It's really annoying. I know. (laughs) It definitely, I definitely do not drink anywhere near as much as I used to. Just because, yeah. uh, you know, the whole bar thing, a little bit harder to do. A little bit harder to just like, oh, I'm not doing anything. Maybe I'll just go sit at this place that serves beer and see who yeah, I run into. Yeah, that sounds into. ridiculous. Yeah. And then <laughs> next thing you know, 
uh, it's 1 a.m. and you're singing Steely Dan at Arbar Karaoke, you know? I, I do miss Arbar, though. Me too. They Arbar are, is, God is, bless. It's, it's one of, well, I think it's still one of two karaoke bars in the uptown. Peel seems to be the place where, like, the first city brewing. Yes. Like, they seem to be, like, renovating. Like, they're making moves during the pandemic. I have yes. not heard anything. If anyone has gossip, please message me. Give us that hot goss. Give us that hot goss. <laughs> like, message Panny Raids on Instagram. Um, I am so curious. I I do – I think that my inhibitions will have completely left me, and I will – I. I've only ever sang karaoke like pretty drunk, but I think I would go, I would do it now. I would do it like midday, stone cold sober. Oh my god! And I would, I would do the same, and I would be like, I would add some flourishes. You I'd know be what dancing. I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'd be dancing. I'd be doing. I'd watch like you know, old soul trains and stuff, and just be like, how do people act on stage? What what kind of costume do I need to wear? Should there be any pyrotechnics? Yes, that kind of thing. You're preparing. Yeah. Like I think that I think that now we can definitely at least all wear what we want when we go out now. Like for sure we can all dress really fabulously, should we like to, or wear sweatpants. <laughs> I yeah. think that's also yeah. on the table. Or just yeah, uh stained t shirt, sweatpants with holes in them. Um <laughs> Flip flops from some two four that you bought one time. <laughs> two four of beer. Any like any place on the gradient of dressing is acceptable now. We are past. We are post making fun of people for how they're dressing. Absolutely, yeah, for many absolutely. reasons, but also you can, you yeah for a lot of reasons. But if you came out of the house, you're out. You're a you champion. Look, you look yeah. great. I love you. You look great, and I love you. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, I mean, I'm an extrovert, as if, as you two probably know, and <laughs> it's probably obvious, but I, so this has been definitely, like, getting to me. Like, I've, I've been dreaming about parties, like, the way that, like, dogs dream oh. about, like, chasing things. Like, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I have, I've been, like, I would love nothing more than to, like, go to a party and have, like, a man explain Die Hard to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it starts with, okay, so Bruce Willis was mostly known as a comedic TV actor, and then he was, like, oh. Offered this script, yeah, and yeah. Reginald Vell Johnson is in it, <laughs> um, and so on and so forth for two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, is one thing that does worry me. Are the explaining dudes just going to be so backed up that, like, <laughs> it's just going to be four hours of like? I read the Wikipedia page about the Holy Roman Empire, and would you like to hear about yeah. it? Yeah, in reality, you and me are the explaining dudes. Like, we're like, have you thought or talked about Charles Manson and his connection to the CIA recently? <laughs> would you like to discuss? You should. You should. You should. Uh, Abby and I both recently read a book called Chaos, uh, which is a fun read in the it's, sense that it's you're a like, fun, good Lord. This. It's a fun thing for your partner to hear about in snippets <laughs> as you read it beside them in bed and they um, beg you to stop explaining it. Babe, 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 wake up. Babe, wake up. Dr. Jolly West of the CIA <laughs> just opened a clinic in the Hyde Ashbury and Charles Manson may have went there. Yeah. Babe, babe, babe put that down. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's really good if you want to be like mentally ill in like one specific direction. Uh, and I do. And I do. <laughs> Truly, this is podcast gold. I'm 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 so thrilled to 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 be part of this and to witness this. It's it's really all right. Well, uh, we are wrapping things up here. It's time for one last track. We are going to play a song from Doctor Mother Father. It's called "You Are What You Are." <laughs> Thank you. 
that was uh, doctor, mother, father, giving us a clean bill of health there. There's a doctor in the house. Oh. It's- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, amazing. I'm just trying to think of other doctor uh, one-liners, but I'm all out. I'm all out. It's we're, You're the, looking at me like there's a punchline coming. Uh, out. Uh, I swear to God, there is not coming. <laughs> uh, we're 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 exhausted from having too much fun. Yeah, uh, it's been really it's been really great, sort of hanging out. And, I love to be exhausted from having too much fun. Yeah, that's uh, a distant yeah a memory, but uh, this has been great. Thank uh, you for having me, uh, Abigail. Thanks for coming and joining us. Uh, yeah, always a pleasure, pleasure, Abigail. Thank you. Thank you. Um, do you have any? Um, what should we plug? What do we plug, Peter? What do we plug? Well, first we plug, of course, uh, the kind support of the Canada Council for the Arts, as well as the government of New Brunswick and Music Music NB. Be in this place, man. Be in this place. You gotta. You gotta do it. <laughs> uh, I'd also like to thank Weaver Crawford Creative for their sponsorship and for our website. You can go there and listen to this episode and the previous episode, our first. Uh, also, we we are now on your uh, podcast services of choice. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Podcasts. I believe we're now on Apple. So um, go subscribe, leave a review. Preferably a good one, but I can't stop you from doing what you feel you need to do. Um, But yeah, uh, check us out. Sign up for our newsletter at the website. Um, We will have YouTube content coming out very soon with some of our live performances and uh, maybe some stuff that was too hot for TV. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Tin Can Chronicles. It's all happening. Peter. It was really, uh, I have to say, it was very gratifying hearing um, uh, people responded uh, so positively to our first episode. So yeah. that was really Thank nice. You. Thank and, you, uh, listener. And some of the people who were super positive about it, you know, didn't actually owe us money or uh, they weren't actually obligated to to say nice things about it. Yeah. Because uh, we have... They could have spit at us. Yeah. I mean, we have some friends and, and clearly they're supportive of all these things that we all kind of do. So it's sort of like, yes, thanks. I, yeah, it... And then, but it, you know, got some response from um, some people sort of outside of our community that were, you know, I would say almost professionals who were like, like this is really good. So um, kudos to us, yeah, and thanks to you, Neil and Corey Bonavi, and uh, and honestly, Abigail for coming in uh, and and sharing uh, sharing your time with us. It's been really fun. Thank you. Could I? I yeah, I was happy to come down to Broad Street to. Experience the wind and be on the pod. <laughs> uh, you guys are doing great work. I'm really happy that you've paired up. Oh, thank you. With with I'm flushing. Corey I'm flushing behind so the <laughs> curtain. <laughs> Corey behind the curtain. Yeah, Corey. Corey has really been putting some filters on to make us sound good. When uh, Corey, could you take the filter off? Uh, yeah, <laughs> sort of sound more like. That. <laughs> yeah, somehow he manages to tighten it up. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of stuff you could do in post. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess lastly, anything you're you're specifically working on? Anything anything cool going on? Yeah, I'll. Um, I mean, I, I'm. If you if you feel compelled to follow me on Instagram and panty raids with a Z, I will be until the day I die. Um, <laughs> if you want um, 
me-centric content, which is I don't super recommend. But um, I also wanted to plug Acorn Canada because they're um, the folks that are doing a lot of work about the rent control in New Brunswick. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to the website, uh, acorncanada.org. There's a lot of good information. You can also, like, um, you can uh, just get more information on what they're asking of the government, mainly a 2% rent cap. Um, and also local at 107.3 FM, uh, since we were shouting them out, I know that they are, um, if you have an interest in volunteering for the station, having your own radio show, uh, go to their website to check that out and uh, like make a show application because it's just that easy and you get to do something super fun with a super cool organization. So I'd like to plug and them for sure. Highly and, recommend it. And volunteers can can actually go into the, the studio now? Yeah, you can go into the studio. They have a whole COVID plan and uh, Julia uh, Rogers, amazing. the station manager, is wonderful and will help you develop a show. Um, and also if you're a musician and you've never sent your stuff to local radio stations, uh, it's a great place to start because she'll give you the whole rundown on what, uh, what that entails and, and, uh, yeah. And also if you have local, if you have music and you're making it in the Maritime, send it to local FM cause they will play it. Amen to that. Um, well, I think let's leave it there. That's the note I want to end on. Uh, thanks for listening to Tin Can Chronicles. We will see you again soon. Right. In April. In April. The cruelest month. (laughs) Thanks, Abigail. Best pod. Thanks, pals. (laughs) All right, bye. Bye.